This is the Post America Podcast. That's right, motherfucker. What the fuck you know about podcasting? This is our shit. Post America. Macho Black, Richie Crutch, Chrissy the Baboon. Post America Podcast, son. Download that shit, motherfucker. All right, boys. We're back. We're in. We're in. We're in. What's up, fellas? Good to see y'all. Hi, Joe. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. Hi, Joe. Listen, since we were last on, so much stuff happened. What was the last one? The super pre-Super Bowl show? No, after Super Bowl. Oh, we did? Post-Super Bowl. We did? Yeah. Yeah, we did one post-Super Bowl. You sure? Yeah. Yeah. Were you guys impressed with my... My uh, prediction for the Super Bowl? I had the same prediction, but I, yes, I was mean, I guess the points, exactly. I was also that? impressed. Okay, uh, since then, what happened? I'll tell you what I'm pretty stoked about right now. What? Is uh, the new record's coming out very well, and I was happy with today's progress. Yeah, we didn't have much time. Well, you didn't have much time in there today, and you got a lot done. <clears throat> um, I'm really I don't know I'm Me and Chris got cancels For guitar work on yesterday Yes Because of some we funeral oh, Wow 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 God. No you know who died? Who? Uh, Lavar, Lamar Or Lavar Thomas. Oh yeah I saw that in the paper It was his man. funeral I didn't Pe- know it was pe- his People listening Probably don't even know Who that is but He's a local brother That's very popular And well loved around here Like uh, Old school the, the, the local what would that be like? Pub, not public access channel. I think he started on public yeah. access, right? Yeah, like the local TV channel, you know. But uh, yeah, he had a really cool show, like he, a community yeah. leader. He would go on air and say poems, recite his poems. He had some books out. He was like a community leader, activist, involved in the schools a lot, and always and had an interesting, uh, interesting take on current events. So even if it's something you didn't agree with, he would. He would put a cool spin on it that made you, you know. Yeah, it's, it's kind of it's like an like a it helps you appreciate the way other people think in, and a, nowadays, in a kind, gentle way. Nowadays, just an opposing view causes an argument everywhere you go. Right, right. Not he had a way stop. of putting his his view across to even if you didn't agree with it, you would respect the way he said it, and he, he said, said it. He <laughs> said it respectful of your views, also. And yeah, he, non-combative. Yeah, yeah, which gets you nowhere. Hey, you got him a big funeral. A lot of people went to it. I beef well on Facebook all day, every day, especially on coming home from work on the bus. Yeah. When I got nothing to do. <laughs> Jesus. I can't help it with all the fake memes that people put up <clears throat> constantly, and I constantly prove them wrong. I, that's fake because, look, boom. Alternative they fact. They don't care. They don't care. It's insane people keep on putting the same shit up. I've gotten a lot better at spotting the fake Shit, and it's it surprises me that people so much, fall for things. So much shit is fake. I'm sure I'm gonna fall for a fake thing yeah. eventually again, but I'm pretty good at spotting them now. And sometimes people put a thing up two seconds after, like a, you know, something crazy happens in the news, and they already put this thing up, and yeah. you're like, "Yo, I know you didn't spend any time looking into this. Zero research. Yeah. Yo, well, just, the one today I saw was Nancy Pelosi had a picture of her and had in quotes her saying how. 
accepting being raped by Muslims is just part of integration and what we need to do. Get the hell out of here. Who the fuck is believing this? And the guy put it up like it was real. Wow. And and almost there was a fake, fake, fake. He's like, no, this is stuff that she says. She's. What a sham. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, people wow. are lost, man. Lost. I could see Alex Jones saying that that's real, though. Alex Jones. Oh, he probably is, uh, did say that was real. So, and, you know, you I, know. I give, I, I was, I watched him for years and years, and a lot of stuff he says is based on something that he could defend. He could fight, you know. <clears throat> but he didn't always have this, this right wing viewpoint he has now. Yeah, he was like radical middle. Yeah, he was radical. Radical Everybody, centrist. Anybody in power was doing the wrong thing, and he'll sh- he'll expose them. And he did expose a lot of people. Now he's just a Trump fan. You know, he's got his own agenda. But he he's smart enough. He puts like the gay frogs. There's science behind the gay frogs, man. There's actual li- real science behind it. <laughs> and the sci- and the scientists who put out the original gay frog paper. Is a super left wing dude from uh, that one college in California, Berkeley. Yeah, yeah, Berkeley, and, and he's a black dude, and he put it out, and it's his findings. Now Alex Jones spins it as if the government is intentionally doing it. This guy doesn't say that at all. He just says that in the water supply and in a lot of these frogs, we are finding a lot of this because of residue from. I mean, how many girls are on the pill or on uh, certain medications involving that, and then they flush that stuff? Uh, flush. Yeah, flush. that's a real that's a real problem. Medication yeah. getting into the water supply. So, so that's what I'm saying. <coughs> it's rough stuff, man. It, that's based on something. So this guy found that frogs were going homosexual, and he started wondering why. So he started testing the where the frogs were living, this and that, and he find high high amounts of whatever the shit was and that's that. That's why I stay out of those areas. Gay frogs. You know what I mean? You don't want to get a have a run in with a gay frog. Listen, they can wear whatever they want. They got the nice legs, I understand. But also Far be it for me to judge a frog, Chris. I I know. I know. But what's the big news of the of the week? What do you got? What do you mean what do we got? School, school shooting? shooting. School shooting is bananas. Seventeen dead Supposedly one shooter, a young man, well, 18, 19. How old was he? 18? I, I think he was 17. Uh, older 18, was, I think. Yeah, I don't know. I thought well, he was 18 or 19. How are you still in school at 18? Right? No, no, he, he was out, man. I graduated Harvard at 18. I what do you mean he, he was out? I think I, he graduated <laughs> out of school or he was thrown out of school. I heard he was thrown, thrown out, out of school. Yeah. He was thrown out of school. So here you go. He, he did it with an AR-15. And... Right now, a big right-wing talking point is there's no such thing as an assault rifle. and a, a rifle is an inanimate object. It can't assault you. This is another debate I had with somebody. Then I said, what is a walking stick? What is a kickball? What are running shoes? What are they? They're something designed for a certain function. Yeah. Then he said, well, a pistol could be an assault pistol. I was like, simply, if you don't believe me, simply go to the dictionary, type a Webster Dictionary, type in assault rifle, and something will come up. And the description will match exactly what these people are talking about. So he said, yeah, because it's written by liberals. The dictionary is written by <laughs> The liberals. dictionary, yes, of course. The most so, liberal of all things, the yeah. dictionary. So he did that, and then he came back with, it's written by liberals. I said, okay, so I found him a bunch of videos on YouTube made by very right-wing conservative people of their top 10 favorite assault rifles. They titled it themselves, Our Favorite Assault Rifles. 
But for some reason, right wing people are trying to say there's no such thing as an assault rifle. Well, you know what? It, you know what it is. You could say you could call things whatever you want. You could call it a fucking pencil. You could call it a a, a, a fucking daisy. But it is what it is. It is what it is. <clears throat> but there's a diff. There's a clear definition of assault rifle and a different well, definition I, I, for I, rifle. But there is certainly a difference between a musket yeah. and an AR-15. Right, I, I, they're different. They're different things. They may be on the family of gun or rifle, but this they're is, two uh, different things. Here's well, the definition uh, of yeah. assault rifle: <clears throat> a rapid fire magazine-fed automatic rifle designed for infantry use. Mm-hmm. Also, pretty. Is there any also? That, that doesn't seem like a. Uh, it doesn't seem very controversial. It doesn't seem controversial, <laughs> and that doesn't seem like a written by a liberal. Redi- yeah, written by a liberal. It did, and then the, the definition of rifle itself: a gun, especially one fired from shoulder level, having a long, spirally grooved barrel intended to make a bullet spin, and therefore having greater accuracy over a long distance. <laughs> so, an assault rifle does that. I was Many just wondering times quickly. why they were so opposed to the term assault rifle all of a sudden, like because it could it could force an agenda. If they say a ban assault rifles, what's gonna get banned? Assault rifles, like they say, well, you could do the same thing with a, a hunting rifle, and you could. But the AR fifteen is designed with a, a pistol grip for assaulting. It's a design usually with a top handle for running with it. It's a design for assaults. Yeah, and I, and I disagree. I don't think you could do the same thing with a hunting rifle. Maybe if you're an expert at guns, you could. But a hunting rifle typically holds, what, six bullets? Well, no, you, well, like a, you could get longer magazines. You could, but yeah. listen, if you're using a bolt-action rifle. No, but a, no, a magazine-fed changes the definition of what, a, what the rifle, yeah. the type of rifle. So I think a typical hunting rifle... <clears throat> That holds maybe six, maybe eight bullets at the most. Yeah, and uh, that's like you know, like we grew up around people who hunt the the, the yeah. guns, the rifles that I've shot in my in my lifetime. Mostly were hunting rifles, mm. and they mostly hold a lot of them hold uh, only one bullet. Yeah, you feed it every time you you put the bullet in. That sucks. Yeah, there'd be long gone. But if you're you know if you're a good shot. It's you know yeah. What, what do you a, have at most with it? You might have six shots in there, and if it's a, a bolt action rifle, you know you could be you know they're deadly accurate, a bolt action rifle, Very but accurate. you're definitely not cranking off the same amount of rounds with your bolt action. It's not made for that. It's just not made for that. Yeah. That that an AR-15. I mean, it's just it's another kind of another universe. Mm-hmm. Or an AK-47. Oh, yeah, or exactly. AK-16. And there's differences like we've shot. Shotguns like the old school kind that has one single barrel, and you put one shell in it and shoot it, and then you reload it. And then there's the other kind that has side by side barrels. You put two shells in it, and then there's the kind like now that are home protection kinds. Yeah, you put fucking twelve. 12 shells in it and you can just you know listen you can have a pump action one and you can have a also crowd. a semi-automatic shotgun, shotgun yeah. which is a, a death dealer and a half you know now this is the thing back to the original point they want to say alright any kind of gun law won't do any you see this all, it won't do anything it won't help anything nothing will change blah 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 and then you have the left saying guard, a guard in school won't do anything won't help won't change anything and both of them are idiotic to say. How do they know? Yeah. Like, how do you know this? I mean, there's no scenario where you don't want to try it. Not one. <laughs> yeah. One change on either side would do it. Of course, I think 
a guard in school could change something. And, of course, I think a, a certain new laws could change something. Like, why are these people, like, so bullheaded? Yeah, it's it's weird. It's bad. That you don't you even want to attempt to change a law. Yeah. You don't want to attempt having a guard in a school. Like, just the idea of it is, is that ridiculous And this to is you? what I tell Because neither idea seems ridiculous to me. This is what, when, I, when I fight with, you know, I fight with both sides. When I argue with the liberals... And they're saying, oh, bullshit, the guards won't do nothing. We need to ban this. We need to ban that. I say, but what about right now? Right now, you have no chance of that sort of law getting passed. So how do you protect people right now while you try to go forth with your ultimate agenda? How do you protect people right now? Guards in school is one idea. And they just aren't with it. You know, it's it's weird. Like they, you won't even concede that that you do have to do something for now mm-hmm. until the, the, like their ultimate goal can never happen. With with a democratic <clears throat> president, Congress and Senate, they didn't make any moves. So they think maybe next time around it'll happen. Maybe, but until then, what are you going to do? Because these guys aren't going to. I you know what? I, I give Trump some credit though. I mean, when this stuff happened on Obama's watch. He made very sad speeches, and he made it seem like it's horrible. We'll never change anything, and blah, blah, blah. Trump, as goofy as he is, he blindsided everybody, including NRA, with his bump stock when he said he's going to write a rule to ban bump stocks. Nobody saw that coming, not even his own people. Obama never attempted that. Yeah, That was surprising. Then he said he's for raising the age to 21. That blindsided NRA. Yeah, that's... uh you know, it's raising. It's definitely raising eyebrows. Yeah, that blindsided the NRA. I mean, why couldn't Obama get that done in his? You watch? know, he did come out with it and say that people would, would uh, mentally, you know, were deemed incompetent, mentally incompetent, shouldn't have access to weapons either. But he signed some stuff too yeah. that kind of rescinded. He said that, laws, you know. but he also took back a rule. Yeah. Now, this is people think that people. It's another fake meme. Liberals are spreading that. Trump signed or deleted a law that Obama put in that prevented mentally ill people from getting access to weapons. This rule that Obama implemented, which never had any congressional support so it could be taken away at any time, it's not a law, it was a rule, never even went into effect. And it was just in a large circle of things that basically Trump nullified all at once. So it's not like at one time these guys couldn't get it. Now they can. That, yeah, never. That never, will never even it never was had teeth. Yeah, but his bump stock will be the same thing if he, as a president, goes forward to ban bump stocks, but doesn't make it a law. It could. They could. I think he, he didn't. He, he passed that off to the Justice Department, and they said that they can't do that. It has to come from the Congress. They have to get the law has to be made via it, yeah. Congress, and then they'll implement it. To have any teeth. Otherwise, it'll just be a rule, yeah. and it'll be make him look good, <laughs> but nobody will have to oblige by it. Yeah. But there's a lot of stuff. I mean, I say raise the age. If they ban assault, I got assault rifles, <clears throat> but if they ban them, so what? I'm not going to cry about it. What the fuck? You I'm know what? It, it's even like. You know, we have them because they're fun, and they look yeah. cool, and it's we're not like assaulting people. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I wouldn't. You need it if you plan on assaulting a bunch of people that's why you need that gun yeah that's where it comes in handy that's where it comes in handy just shooting it for fun shooting it for fun it's almost like a vanity thing you know you know um if you just like shooting you can shoot anytime you want unless it's very true you can go to a gun range and rent anything you want you can shoot rifles you can shoot handguns you can shoot all kinds of shit unless you legitimately believe that one day the government will come for you 
and want to destroy your way of life, uh, bring tyranny. See, this is the whole NRA's Do you- agenda is to pretend every law or mention of a new law is it's a, a noose. pretense for tyranny. It's a noose tightening. This will bring tyranny, and they have people believe in that. If the, the, the trick is this. If the power of the state, and I don't think people in the United States, you know, we have a different history than, than other countries. If the power of the state was brought to bear on you, you're fucking dead. You could have a 1,000 rounds and 16 AR-15s. If it, if it came down to the implementation, the force of the state level, the, the, the federal government rolling out troops, and sure, you could fight a guerrilla war all you want. You will be massacred to death. It's, it's, it's a fucking game over. It never works out right. There's a plenty of other countries around the world when you see when people, when they're motivated to eliminate things, things get eliminated. You're not going to stop it. You're not going to stop it. I think the the level of technology that exists between it, the, it, yeah. your average guy who owns assault rifles yeah, and, and handguns and stuff and military, but this, yeah, the, the difference animal. between that is so big. This is the thing, though. You assume <clears throat> if this fictional scenario ever came to be that everyone in the military would be with it and it'd be versus I'd say a good portion, 30 to 50% of people within the military would be defectors bringing us well, the technology. You could, you could say that. Well, possibly. But you know, the, the assumption is that the people are going to be versing the government. Yes. That that's some kind of uprising. That's some kind of a civil strife that's yeah. going to open up. And, and sh- if your enemy is the government, let's say no one defects let's, in this scenario. Yeah, you don't. Mm-hmm. You really don't hold a, a fucking candle to it. No, because when you, they besiege you, you get, get besieged. You know, gonna, you're going to be huddled next to your ARs in a hole, and a, they're going to see your heat sensor and from they're gonna two thousand miles you with away. A drone. With a drone, push <laughs> Chan- a button while they're playing video games. And Chances are you're playing defense, yeah. which is all you're automatically at a disadvantage in a, in a military. It's just technology. You're playing you know, defense. There is no. We you know there's going to be predator drones. It's in a whole other world we live in. That perhaps in the late nineteenth century, you got to remember, you could, you could argue that the civilians different we, now. We have drones too, we have computers, we have we we could. Uh, there's, I think there's stuff we could do. But I'm just saying, if this crazy scenario happened, if these people really believe it's going to happen, why are they the same people that are offended when you kneel for the national anthem? It's a, it's an like odd. Uh, and why are they the same people that you know? It's just it's it's such a weird and, and you know what, dynamic. Though, even if they did start implementing a background check, it, it wouldn't affect ninety nine percent of the people who legally own a gun. You'd just be cleared anyway. I mean, just become like there's so many clearances for every aspect of a job. Every so many licenses you need. Every so many kinds of permits you need to drive. You need a license to drive a car. You have to prove you're competent, and you know you're you're able to fucking handle a car. Mm-hmm. You know, it's. And I don't think that's people, ridiculous. And that doesn't sound ridiculous. I think we should pretty, get rid of it. Seems that. pretty fair to you me. You know, I think ninety nine point nine percent of people own guns anyway. It's, it just wouldn't affect them. It's just yeah. not going to affect you. It's going to. It may keep it out of people who may have a, a history of violence, domestic violence, or were in one state and got you know, crazy felonies or assaults, and they're in another state now. It may yeah, help you got keep felony, guns on somebody like that's hands. You're on the list. You can't get a gun. If you ever smoked marijuana or ever thought about smoking marijuana, you're on the list. You can't get a gun. These are <laughs> thought so, about it. Damn right. Yo, it means you're a damn traitor. Let's I talk mean, about what I think is a ridiculous scenario in gun control or in protecting schools is the idea of arming teachers yeah i don't feel that at all 
You got to remember, it's, it's supposed to be a voluntary basis. You don't just arm teachers; you arm the ones who want to be armed, which makes it even more dangerous. If you're <laughs> that's well, fucking crazy. Well, so think about the situation, right? The teacher's responsible for the class. You're not a, a professional person who's trained. <laughs> And then you have your nine millimeter, whatever you happen to have. You have your class. You have to secure your classroom, get your students protected. And then you, they expect you to charge off to a fight, get into a gunfight with the uh, the people who are doing the, 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 the shooting with their AR-15 if they have any kind of semi-automatic weapon. Ugh. If you're not trained to do that kind of stuff, I mean, SWAT teams, you know, it, it requires a certain amount of commitment to be trained for that all the time. I get the, I get good. the, the idea when it's just a quick, because you know how Trump thinks. He just says goofy stuff off the top of his head. That but as soon as you start problem. analyzing the possibilities, it's a bad idea. It, how, long, how soon do you think it will be before a teacher shoots a student? It will be, this is what happens. It's going to be in the class. Tyrone's going to be getting loud in the teacher's face. The kids are going to be loving it, well, laughing. It's going to be Tyrone. They're, because that's how it's going to work. That's how they're going to get away with it. They're going to start filming him with their phones. Tyrone's going to get chest bump him. The cop's going to get, or the, the teacher's going to get scared, pull a gun out, shoot Tyrone. He's going to say, I was in fear for my life. 75% of the country will see it and say, well, Tyrone did chest bump him. He was in fear for his life. That, that's a good thing. And then we have more division, more and craziness. Then, and then people forget that the, the teacher has a gun because... Of the scenario oh, yeah, of a school shooter coming anymore. in. It's, it's not about it's that go over to that Now just for bad kids. Yeah. And then another thing that I thought of was how long do you think it would be before two or three students take the gun from the teacher? Well, this is what I'm saying. It's like you're going to run into these things. Much. And it, listen, when the shooter, inevitably, when the next shooter rolls in and he's armed to the teeth and you, the teachers are going to go and do it and you're just going to have, it's just going to create even more mayhem. You want to fucking harden the school up? Yo, bulletproof glass on the windows. Put this this the anti thing you can't kick the door in. Click it in and you just lock yourself in there and like do the wand of the halls. You want to engage them, or, and if or, you're not prepared to engage them, if you're not a, a trained person in paramilitary <coughs> tactics and you have your nine millimeter, it's going to be a bloodbath for you running up to a dude who's heavily armed and just doesn't give a fuck. I mean, there's plenty of schools out there. My son's school has <coughs> magnetic. Door, double doors yeah. and metal detectors. That's not enough. Magnetic double doors and metal detectors. What do we need? A moat. A moat? With alligators. <laughs> That's what we need. No, you know what? I think we should arm all the students. Ooh, hello. Why not? Well, they were doing that on college campuses. They were saying that you could conceal carry, you know. Yeah. What could go wrong? Has anything went I wrong guess so nothing. far? nothing. And some schools, I think they could do it. I haven't heard anything. You know, when they had the school shooters. It was West Virginia Tech, I think. They had a guy... Wandered onto campus and started fucking smashing people, you know. Like, how about Donald Trump when he had his card? You see that? He, when he did, like, they could come and talk to him, like a little circle thing. And on his card, he was holding his card, like people. Oh yeah, that was incredible. The one thing they wrote for him to remember was to say, "I hear you, I hear you." Is what I hear you. Wow. Because he's like so <laughs> non-human, you know, and had no real world interactions with real humans throughout his life, you mm -hmm. know. Like he just doesn't even know how to show any empathy or concern. The one girl who was a fan of his, you see what she was saying? She called her up. He called her up in the hospital, and she's a Trump supporter. And he was like, I, he's like, I hear you're a big fan of mine. Well, I'm a fan of you, too. And she was just right there turned off like, what the hell? And he's saying, how about this guy? He's a real sick puppy. He kept on calling the guy sick puppy. And boy, oh, boy. She said he must have said boy, oh, boy, like 20 times. Yeah, there's no she got a, yeah, he has no, you know, he doesn't. 
Yeah. It's, it's weird. He, you know. He's, yeah. not, he, he's just not caught it's off. It's not in his nature. So. But you know what was good, though? But one kid came on and said, oh, you should just rename the AR-15 the Marco Rubio because they're both easy to buy. Oh. Wow. That's pretty clever. That's hard. That's pretty hard. That's a hard you know what? Diff. I saw Marco Rubio, and I give him props, man. I mean, I don't like his politics, but he stood up there in front of this savage crowd and did his best to answer questions honestly. Yeah, I and mean. And people say, okay, you're bought. I don't know if he's necessarily bought because there are millions of NRA Followers who are lower middle class and lower class people who believe the same thing as Marco Rubio and yeah, who I bought mean, them, but so no, he could legitimately have those views. He could, but he did take he did take money. Like he did. The moment you see, he has the problem with money in politics. The moment you let them contribute, this is the thing you got to deal. <laughs> then you find yourself in that position, whether you agree with them or not. You took their money, so people are going to automatically accuse you of but the favoring thing is, them. It's like okay, you took their money, but if that's your Stance, then you're supposed to that's take your money. Right, that's they your built up that money from their own members who want you to represent them. So, and, and if these regular members who aren't politicians want that, why do we have to say he's bought and sold and he doesn't want that? Well, what, what about his, well? Here's the trick: like this, he's supposed to represent a wide constituency. What about all his constituents who just ain't into the into the NRA? Then why would they vote for him? Well, I'd say that they're, they're voting, but they could vote for him on for other issues. So he doesn't represent. That's, that's he just doesn't thing. represent everybody. And then, no, listen, and when he's put in office, know. he's just not representing the Republicans in his district. He's representing everyone who's in in, in his district, yeah. or any of them do. Yeah, but at the same so, time, that's you know, how it works. And he, I understand, but he I'm didn't just saying, do anything like, illegal. That's the heat you got to catch, though. Yeah, sure. You know that comes along saying, with it. I'm just saying he was there. He went there and he took. No, it. I do give him credit. I give him credit for doing that. Like I, I said, don't like his politics, but. He could have easily said, oh, I'm not going to that. I got to figure things out, blah, blah, blah. So check this out. Check it out. Over the last two weeks, I got two phone calls from the school. What did he do? What did Anthony do? At f- around five or six in the morning. Oh, I knew he was okay. no good. And two different warnings. One was uh, they said uh, school was canceled because there was an imminent threat to the school. Oh, Someone geez. called in a threat to the school. Don't Anthony do And then another one... Uh, they said they're, they're, they thought there was a threat to the school, but it turned out to be false information, and they were talking about another school somewhere in New York. So school is on. And I didn't hear anything about this threat. Yeah, it's just right. you get the phone call. Uh, I could, couldn't could imagine, man, what it would feel like being God, like a parent, and you get and you just see on the news or somebody texts you that the, your, the school that your kid goes or, to. Or your kids text you. Oh, your kids text you. Yeah, that yeah. horror, that oh, horror face show shows up. Yeah, these kids were turning, going live. Yeah, that's the mentality of the child nowadays, though. Yeah, to go live. I mean, it might be smart. I don't know. I, don't think I, so. I would teach my kid to, you know, do go on the offensive. You know, start mm-hmm. attacking or trying to escape or you know, be proactive. But you know, it's having having things caught on camera is. Is a good thing. You know it, I mean? it is in, sobering. In a scenario like that. When they, when that girl, whoever or the or the kid, whoever had that uh, the classroom video when he was shooting into the classroom, that shit was sobering. I didn't see it. I that didn't was see sobering that. to see that. I didn't see that. Did wow. they talk about the school shooting in your school? No. No. No teachers mentioned it at all. No. And a couple kids were talking about it, but no teachers. So they didn't talk about Florida. They didn't talk about the threats that to your own school or anything. I guess they're trying not to make a panic or something like that, but that that's crazy. I would think that they would mention it because mm. 
I would think the kids are at least talking about it. So, but you know, the way the dude did it, right? He he was clever. He pulled the fire alarm. People thought it was just a regular fire drill. So everybody's kind of scurrying around doing their thing, and then he just opens up. So he got everybody out in chaos as it is, and he just Chris, took you're scaring the kid. Full advantage. What are you doing? You're scared. Look at the look on his face. <laughs> Listen, Anthony, Uncle Rich is gonna have to teach you kung fu. It's been a long time coming. There's dangers out there. I'm going to teach you how to karate chop someone in the neck, and you knock them right out. You ever see Mr. Spock? He does his own version. He does. Terrible. Oh, man. But these kids have Crazy to world. Through. Why are kids doing this? I don't know. Mental illness, man. Yeah. I mean, like this kid, this kid for sure was brought up in a uh, less than... Uh, Perfect. Sounds like he had a rough life. No? He had a rough yeah. life for sure. This we don't, we don't want to give the kid sympathy because what he yeah. did, but, but the facts are the facts. Violent beginnings often cause violent endings. And the way that he came up, I'm that's why just I, guessing it's a violent beginning. That's why I always say you should not hit your kids. <laughs> I agree, Richard. Oh, wait a minute. They say he went insane though after his mom died. His mom died recently. His foster mom. And his foster mom. That was it for him. He's been in and out of many foster homes, this guy. Yeah. He had a lot of different foster homes. And I heard, I read that he pulled a gun on foster family members mm-hmm. in the past. Well, he was saying that he was, they were saying that he was talking about always obsessed with guns and mm-hmm. he got pegged bringing like ammo to school or something like that. And he couldn't wear a backpack. He had like a clear bag because they were kind of had, he was already on the radar already for saying wow. stuff that was, uh, and did not the police the and the FBI all fail? Oh, miserably, yeah, I mean, miserably. You know, it, it does, they did fail, but it's you. It's <clears> almost <throat> impossible to track one individual person unless he, you know, he's on the he's on the mark. The police, not the local police, when they were calling in, you know, that's a it's at the really at the local level. I think the failure is. I mean, heavy. wasn't the FBI notified level. of him, his name, and what he was potentially? They do? don't know if it was him or not. They said there was a, somebody with his same name saying talking shit on YouTube. Somebody About called shooting in. schools up, yeah. And then they don't know if it was him or not. They still don't know if it was him or not. Like they, I, <sighs> you know, it could be. What do you work for the FBI now? See this kid? Uh, no, I'm just saying. This like, kid you know, was failed. Long before, yeah, he did that. Yeah. He was failed long before. He was failed from from the beginning, man. He was failed from the beginning. Uh, and this is what happens when we don't take care of not just our own but each other. Yeah, it's the truth. Uh, it takes a village, man. It's true. And if you see if you see young kids that are fucking up and they're then you throw them a beat. They're acting like you know like idiots. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It's you, it's not your responsibility on paper. But 20 years later, 15 years later, when that kid goes nuts mm-hmm. and robs a convenience store that your, your son or your friend or who anybody is in or shoots up a school that your kid is in or if friends of yours, kids are in that school or just you see it on the news even, yeah. then it's your responsibility. Then it's your problem. Well, yeah, it, so, it is, you know. It, I mean, it, it's weird. There's a, there's a weird, like, boundary that nobody wants to cross, like, with – other people's children I, I i i'm guilty myself like you see your friend's kid or you see like a kid who is just you know acting wild from the start what's what is your place when is it your place to say something when is it your place to step in because in the immediate moment any adult responsible for that kid is going to say it's not your place it's never your place 
We know what it is, though. You're, Mind your own business. You're at school. You know? They're in school for, you know, eight hours a day, you know, and the system picks things long. up. You they see things, and there's just not enough. There's not enough social programs to you know to catch that. There just isn't enough money involved with it. If you know teachers don't make very much as it is, they're all overworked, overpacked. Teachers get screwed. Yeah, they have to bring pay for their own. If you or you want the kids to have pencils, oh, that's on you. You don't buy your own supplies. Yeah, there's you know mm-hmm. where, where they could catch it. Then those people are seeing them. They're paying attention. They're you know then get the get guy help. Get the kids help. It's weird, man. It's, we were just, just I just went to a cracks. meeting with Anthony because he's going to be in seventh grade next year, which is middle a different school. school. Yeah, middle school. So when you go to middle school, you get to pick like elective classes. You get to decide certain classes that you want to do. And there's not enough teachers for the electives. There's, they say you could pick your electives, but you might not. You probably won't get this one or this one or this one because there's so many people that want to get in these classes. But they can't hire another teacher. They can't hire another art teacher. They can't hire another music teacher. No, they can't hire another well, those are the things. home hack or whatever it, the thing and is. And music is not automatic? No. Those things, uh, listen, those are the programs when they have to, when so they goofy. got to trim money out of the school budget, it's the arts and humanities is the first thing they put on the block. Hmm. So music class, art, anything that you know you might, outside of that, it, that, that goes first. That's just how it goes. Some schools... Yo, you'd be surprised that they don't even ha- they don't offer any of that stuff. Like you know, it's becoming even more common that it's just not going to have an art program. Yeah, you know, so one it, class, that's it. See you later. Anthony said, oh, "I'm not even going to pick this because they said I might not get it." And I said, "Yo, fuck that, pick it. Like, put you definitely want to pick it. If you don't get it, you don't get it. But you got to go for it. You got to mm-hmm. try it. You know. But it's a, it's a reality. So now, what if there's a kid who is you know, he could have really been a great artist. Could have been music. Could have saved him. Music could have been the thing that, we'll that never know. occupied his well, mind. Not going to know now. And now he won't get into music class. And and yeah, then he you know turns you know, to other things. There's when you're a teacher, you know, you're you're by the state. You, if you see child abuse and stuff, you, know, you got to report. When a kid, he's, it, it's not a direct abuse, or the kid has mental problems, and you could start picking it out. You know, then there's a paper trail, but this those that's when you got to catch it. You know, when they're in, you know, elementary school, you got to catch, you got to work with them. And there's this, there's no money for that at all. Like you, social workers, you need people, that aspect of the school is a community thing. Like you say, it's a, it's the village that has to raise the kid. And a lot of times this is going to be the community center. It has to be one of those kinds of outlooks where it's a school, but it's also a place that if you're in crisis and the teachers know, oh, this kid's in crisis, there has to be some kind of a protocol to deal with it, you know, and nine out of ten times, you get hit in the system, you fall on the cracks, and it, 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 it'll chew, you get chewed up and kicked out the end of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And by the time you're in high school, then you're in juvie hall. You know, it's like, then, then you're a problem that no one wants to deal with. Yeah, and because really your you you nuisance attitude now has become a nuisance to adults, and they start to become illegal activities. It's not just yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not just ADD, and you can't sit still, and you're no, you know, you're not. drawing, you're graffitiing on your desk. Now it's breaking laws. It's it's you know it's snowballing into something big. So exactly during the school year, you don't automatically get an art class. At this stage, yes, in sixth grade, but he's going to seventh grade where no, you don't. How get about when my day? We always did. Up always. Of course. Yeah. It was part of yeah. what was considered part of having Every a year you had art, gym, and music. Yeah. Always. What, yeah. Right? Right. yeah. So this. Why now, did they change? Now you don't get art. <laughs> if you don't pick art, you definitely don't get art. But if you do pick it, you still might not get it. But why did, was the change? What happened? They just don't put the money into it. It's they don't money. Care. It's, it's, they don't want to pay for an. an 
another art teacher to accommodate all the kids that want to do art and they don't want to pay for another music teacher to for, for the same reason. Oh, but we pay for the son of a bitch to go golfing every two minutes? Huh, probably. Chris? There's probably... I bet you that... Maybe not golf, but definitely certain sports are... No, I'm talking about definitely favored. I'm talking about Trump. I got Listen, you. And, all his and, money. and I'm sure when these school districts got to compete and they have to go for state funding or if there's federal money involved, that they all have to, you know, they're all aiming for these budgets. So, you know, the arts and humanities that wow. cut them, they suffer. It's yeah. out. It's done. You know, that's whack. Unessential. They, yeah. You know, that's why people look at it. Music education, art history, art. In the sense, it's not. It's not preparing anybody for the uh, future workforce. It's a useless. It's a useless endeavor then, and that's what the the predominant the dominant attitude has become. It just doesn't have any kind of value. For computer class, um, yeah, get right up, right on here. For computer class, one of the the teacher has to go from high school in the morning, middle school in the like, between the morning and afternoon, and then, uh, L, uh intermediate at the end. So she has to go to three schools every day. Wow. Yeah. So one teacher does three different schools throughout a a school day. That's crazy. For For a computer class? Like, you'd think that would be a priority. Computer skills, technology skills? uh, You'd be shocked when it comes down. You know, the world that we live in, it's all computer-based. It's all all digital. It's a digital world that we're living in. You will be shocked and surprised how little, if you sat down some kids in high school and said, I need you to write a paper. I need you to format a Word document correctly. You'd be stunned uh, and shocked how many people would be, well, who, what, how. And then let's say you're going off to college where they're going to assume that you know the basics of word processing. You know you know the basics of how to do research on the internet. Well, I bet if you never crazy. took a writing class in high school, you, there's no reason for you to know that if you didn't take a specific writing class. Mm. You know, they're supposed to make them write. It's supposed to be some kind of writing intensive stuff for your science class, your history class. You have to hand stuff in. Do you, but do you know I they don't, don't even teach the kids uh, cursive anymore? Well, you know, I just, it's The kids don't have to write cursive. I've seen an article. It's like a waste. Well, it's a waste in a, in a typing world, but it's, if you don't have a typewriter, it's a faster well, you know what, way though? to write. When it, it, they say now that kids... When they go to t- show them how to write, they, they can't even hold the pencil correctly. And it's like, you know, I find myself doing handwriting. It's been so long. When somebody asks me to sign something, by the end of my name, my hand hurts and I'm not holding the thing right. And it's all, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, but it's different. <laughs> you know, we're, we're adults. We're in our 40s. Yeah, I'm saying I stopped know. writing for so long. Yeah. You don't deal with but it. But it's, it, it's, it, like, it might sound crazy. They're not teaching cursive anymore, but at the same time, it might be, okay, we, Played out that part but, of our existence. We just don't need but, it. Yeah, but you know what, though? Hopefully. There's a link between when you write something out longhand and your memory and how you learn. Yo, you, if, it's a different kind of learning process when you actually you write it, you listen to it and you're writing it by hand than if you're typing it. When I'm it trying to remember lyrics, brain, man. when I'm trying to remember lyrics, especially going into the studio, writing it out longhand, that, like I, I type everything out first. And then when I want to like cement it in my brain, I have to write it out longhand and then I have it. But, it makes sense that it would make you remember it yeah. easier. That, that makes sense, definitely. There's a way, like, you know, like when you would study, you'd write your notes. You know, How about this yeah. common core math stuff? 
Do you, are you familiar with it? Yeah, it's, it's weird. It's, it's crazy. Is it better or worse? No, I don't. Th- I don't understand it. It might be better for him, but I don't get it. <laughs> like I can't help him with. His I heard math. it's it's like takes long routes to do what normally used. When, to be when's things. the last time I was able to help you with your math homework? Maybe like third grade. Yeah, literally wow. third grade. Like I can't. I don't understand what he's. I if it's just show me the problem and figure out the answer, I can do it. But the way they have to go about it, yeah, I'm saying. Is but just, that's what I'm saying. It's what who comes up with the answer quicker? I would come up with the answer quicker, probably. But I, so I don't understand why the long route. So if you start teaching I'm sure, him the way you were taught, would that just confuse him? Um, would it be a waste for him to learn that way? I, I think there might be an end game in this. Like they're supposed to be writing this stuff out to to get good at writing computer code or something like that like it helps with something else that they'll be learning in 10th 11th 12th grade you know what though i think that might be the reason yeah i don't think something so, that it wouldn't something that wouldn't help me yeah. but it might help him in the long run so i'm trying to like stay out of it for now he's doing great in math he's got all a's distinguished honor roll again high excellent, five buddy excellent anthony <coughs> give anthony the mic what is eight times eight 64 Seven times seven. Uh, 49. Nine times nine. 81. Pretty good. I like that. This kid's a goddamn genius. I like that. <laughs> I didn't even know any of those. Chris, could you just double check that and make sure you're just not trying to... Let me call up the... Uh, Google. America Podcast computer. Ah, uh, yes, yes. The, editing, the, uh, the Post-American Podcast editing you know, machine confirms your answers. You could have told me anything. I would have just been impressed. <laughs> I'm not too good with math. Oh, eight times wow. eight. Good thing I didn't, didn't know eight times I'm eight. I'm glad you didn't embarrass me, Anthony. Thank you. Well, I was hoping to see like a method that he got to it. Yo, he got distinguished honor roll wow. like since third grade. Wow. Every market period, he's got distinguished honor Which, roll. That's what I like to hear, man. That's what I like to hear. It's like honor roll is like all A's. Wow. Distinguishes like the high, the top of the A's. Jeez. Like a certain percentile of like the, the, the high grades. Honor roll is like... Good grades, like most mostly A's or a couple of A's, and then distinguished is mo- like almost all A's. Hmm, yeah, I remember that's what I used to do. All A's all the time, every time. No, I was I had a very easy. My mom would be very happy if I got a, a sixty-eight. It was she was happy. Oh, if I passed in high school, yeah. it was just like seventy or sixty-eight to seventy, and my parents were like, oh, "All right, dude. thank God you didn't fail, kid." Yes. Dude, I barely passed high school, man, barely. Because oh. there's certain classes I just did good inherently, and then certain classes I sucked inherently. But in all of them, I didn't do any homework. Yeah, I in never all did. of the classes. Yeah, I so don't even think I the, a book home. Yeah, even the stuff I was good at or smart at. At the end of the year, I never did any homework. I used to have to go to office and get my locker combination because I didn't. From the first day after, I never opened it again. Yeah, I put all the books in there, and that was it. But uh, my books look brand like at the end they look brand new. Spanking they new. were just like brand. <laughs> but I new liked book. going to school. I loved hanging out with everybody, Dude. causing ruckus, getting in trouble. I didn't <laughs> want to be anywhere else. Yeah, I didn't want to be anywhere else. Yeah, there's a couple of classes that were cool. I, I like biology, like you know when you get to like more hands on kind of thing. But some courses, uh, yeah, you know, were just I was like Jesus, let me get that like out of here. I'm gonna, I can't take it. Yo, I left school. I left my my parents' house. About a quarter of the way through my senior year. So, I mean, 
I didn't have to go to school. Like, there was nobody, like, you know, keeping an eye on yeah. me to make sure I went. But I never missed a day, dude. You were having fun. I never missed a day of my senior year. Like, yeah, I was, was fun. That's where all my friends were. Why yeah. would I want to be anywhere else? Oh, I was hanging in the parking lot, hanging in the hallway. <laughs> oh, man. Just such great times. Getting kicked out of classes, going to somebody else's class, looking in the window, <laughs> making noise. That teacher chased me out. Yo, one time I went to Stroudsburg School for the day. See that? I was from East Stroudsburg, you went to Stroudsburg, and I got on the bus with my friend Brian and went to his every class with him the, the, that whole day. He had a visitor? <laughs> like, there was no one, no one? No, I just went to, yeah, I went to, the cl- I went to school with him for the day. That's incredible. And all his teachers were like, like, who are you? Why, what are you doing here? And I was just like, oh, yeah, I'm just visiting. I'm from uh, East Stroudsburg. I'm doing, you know, whatever. I made some excuse. I went to an entire day of school at a completely different school with my friend. That's pretty incredible. <laughs> Took the bus back home with him. And that was a rivalry school too, wasn't it? Stroudsburg, East Stroudsburg. Yeah, I was like looking down what they, on everyone Stroudsburg? all day. What was the name of their Mounties? The, the Mounties. Mounties, and you were the we uh, were the Cavaliers. The Cavaliers, that's hard. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because it's purple, and I, I don't I don't really like the color purple. Yeah, but that was a good movie. That was uh that was our school color. Yeah, so I was all about purple when I was in high school. Yeah, no, I uh, I remember. Th- the, I remember the, uh, the other hillbilly team was Pleasant Valley. Yeah, that's where Anthony that's goes school? now. Yeah, they were like known as the hillbillies. I don't know if they still are. are There's they? a lot of farmers, farm families out there, but it's yeah. a lot. It's a lot different than it was back then. Okay, when yeah. we were in school. When we used to like get, go there for sports, we were like, "Oh, these fucking hillbillies." <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, they were like shit kicker dudes. And, yeah. And did you guys play Lee Heighton? Yeah, we played Lee Heighton, but I didn't. I still don't know where the hell that is. It's like far. Just keep going past oh, Pleasant okay. Valley and west, and you'll hit like, Palmerton. Like all these places, I remember going to their schools and shit. But the only ones I remember were Pleasant Valley, Stroudsburg, East Stroudsburg. All the other ones, I know the names, but I don't know where the hell they are. Yo, Lee Heighton was the most racist in yeah? my memory. Yeah, well, I always thought of Pleasant Valley. They probably were very racist too. But Lee Heighton was. You, you remember James Mungro? Mm-hmm. James Mungro. Was uh went to East Stroudsburg, really good running back. Yeah, I remember that. And then he, yeah, he broke all kinds of school records, state records, and then he went on to be Syracuse. On the, yeah, he went to Syracuse, played with Donovan McNabb for a year. Yep. And then he went to um, Indianapolis. Yeah, Indianapolis played with Peyton Manning, got a Super Bowl ring. With and Peyton he got Manning. his start when a dude got hurt against the Eagles. Yes, and he lit the Eagles up. Yeah, and that was his old. Yeah, he ran team. for like 130 yards, 140 yeah. yards against the Eagles in like one half. And he was and he was a fullback on yeah. the Colts too. He yeah. played a fullback. No, he was good. But uh, so when James Mungro was in high school, East Stroudsburg High School, they played Lee Heighton at Lee Heighton, and the crowd, the Lee Heighton crowd, in a group, no. a group chant. Oh come on, yeah, man. you know what they were saying. Jesus Nigger, Christ! Wow! Nigger, oh. And he ran for like four hundred yards on him. He just destroyed like him. Like but they didn't care. They were like just chanting, having fun, yelling, throwing shit. Yo, that's that's like that's terrible. That's like a Pocono legend, football legend. Yeah. Wow. It's all, it's like a Jackie Robinson vibe. <laughs> yeah, that's not a school. He stood was, tall. It was a lot of you know, it was a lot of blacks, a lot of Puerto Ricans. So it wasn't really like that, but I, I, I probably remember at the time some about Lee Hine, but I definitely remember Pleasant Valley. That's the only school that ever did that yeah. in particular, especially against James Mungro. Like if we play East Stroudsburg, they'd have a couple brothers in the mix. Stroudsburg have a couple brothers, 
But like some of these other schools, just white bread, Peckerwood schools, 100%. You know, yeah. these white boys, they don't know shit. They don't got, be knowing. I got my NWA hat on. <laughs> they ain't listening. They're listening to fucking Simon and Garfunkel. <laughs> Simon and Garfunkel. Get out of here, you. Oh, my God. Back Sounds in the of day, silence. Yo, that was like, I had LA Kings jacket. I had like all the gear, you know, like. Starter NWA like set starter gear yeah I had cool shit I had parachute pants starter used to be cool and now they sell it at Walmart it's not cool anymore my dude uh is trying to come back I see he's trying to come back on the internet my dude uh Josh Cheeseman he took breakdance lessons at the YMCA and then he would come back to school teach us nice yeah I would do the dive into the worm oh man One that time was my I, move oh yeah yeah but the you, worm was my jam you know how you do the dive into it yeah couple times i got a little too crazy with the dive you know end up on my back somehow <laughs> but yo the worm and think about the if trying to do the worm right now oh i try kira's kira does the worm pretty good yeah and she i told her like i used to be good at it and she's like do it and she filmed oh me doing God. it oh did it hurt God. your dick oh it hurt That's, so bad oh, i was just thinking like about my, that the other day my, like, from my part chest of your body. to my dick to my knees like everything yeah. was just getting smashed when i was thinking about it, i'm like what, what if I had a, just a button-up shirt? Wouldn't it hurt my chest and my belly and stuff? Yeah, like, it hurt my ribs. Yeah, how did I do yeah, that? Yeah, my whole like pelvis area, yeah. my knees, my toes. My toes were smashing on the ground. Yo, I had these pants that were all black, and they had zipper from the ankle to Parachute the waist. pants, kid. Yeah. And you unzip them, it was a red stripe would open. Oh, nice. And you zip them back up, and it's all black. Then I had them, I had them dope Nike joints that weren't from the Terminator. When he, You remember, he had the Velcro on top. Yeah. High tops. I had those joints. I had a Michael Jackson glove, but I never had the balls to wear it. But in my oh. bedroom, I'd, I'd rock it. Man, I didn't have any cool shit, but I used to take my mom's clothes and try to, like, t- turn them into cool shit. Like, yeah. she had a jacket. Your mom's clothes? <laughs> yeah, wait, my mom had, like, a satin jacket. <laughs> oh, my God. And I took it. It had a zipper on the side. So... <laughs> This is like when I was really young. I was probably in Chris, his sec- mom's second jacket. or third grade. Incredible. Uh, Chris, I wore my Chris mom's. Not even, I don't think he's understanding. <laughs> I took my mom's jacket to school, which is a, it's a lady's jacket, women's cut. It was a satin jacket, but it looked kind of like a Michael Jackson ish. Did it have shoulder pads? Probably. <laughs> oh probably. God. It, you know what it had is the button, the. Uh, the thing that would button like members only like a military looking thing yeah. yeah like I had the thing that would button on the shoulder yeah yeah, yeah. and then she had these leather like driving gloves like it's just like a piece of leather like a thin piece of leather like ice or toner style yeah just yeah. like it's more yeah it was more for like catching footballs but she yeah. would like drive with these gloves so I wore one of her leather driving <laughs> gloves and I thought I was gonna be slick and I cut it to pieces I had it all like shredded <laughs> looking I like shredded it up. Oh one, my Christ! One left left glove, and my friends at the time, this kid George, who I was friends with, was making fun of my glove. Oh, that's so. And I was like, dude, this is authentic Michael Jackson. <laughs> I was like, trying to convince him that this was real, legit wow. Michael Jackson. But man, I wish I could you see. Just like Google it. Google it, bro. Google it. I don't know. I remember what's Google. I remember when I had that I, when I was still in the city at that point, and I used to wear you know my uh, Puma baskets. Blue ones with the gray stripe on the side. Nice with fat laces. Oh, I remember that. I, I never had fat laces, laces had with that. dudes. And, and dudes uh, used to get crazy with the way they'd lace them up. Yeah, there was, was a whole art patterns. to it. You could go yeah. you know, cross bars and then have a multi-colored one. So there the was fat like that. Laces. Was, I remember. I like the deal. one where it was just straight. Every line was yeah, straight. Yeah, bars. There was no bars across. Yeah, just straight the up bars. Yeah, right. And then uh, you know we everybody had would break dance, listen to 
where we were doing it was either we listen to heavy metal punk rock and rap yeah oh, same thing it was you know that's what everybody in the neighborhood would listen to all the same those kinds i used of to listen Damn. to dudes that i could still recite their whole lyrics and nobody ever mentions these rappers from back in the day mc shy d mc shan like these guys to me were so big and then now i'm hearing of other dudes from back then like people still talk about cool mo d i could recite every cool mo d rhyme you know but there's a couple dudes that Schoolie D still remain. People still know Schoolie D, but I used to listen to him back then. But MC Shy D, that was my dude, man. Like, what happened to these guys? Yeah, they, it was early on, know, man. But it was that that we were listening to rap and metal, and I was always looking for a better version of metal because I was always upset with how corny they looked, like metal dudes. That's why I like Metallica because they look like okay, they're just like long haired dudes and thrash that bands. You know? Yeah, thrash bands didn't really get into like the glammed out. Yeah, because first you only see the glammed out dudes makeup. You're like ah, then you're like oh, thrash dudes are a little more normal. Then when you see the hardcore dudes, like okay, now oh, yeah. now yeah. I see why. I, I mean that was it. I remember like like I wanted something like cooler heavier yeah I wanted something like better and it was always like there was like steps <laughs> like I yeah. remember having like Brian Adams cuts like a knife and I thought that was like okay this is kind of heavy and then cuts like a knife yo this dude Steve Steve Uvari Hungarian kid moved in my neighborhood and we were like we had just met that day you know and he was like showing us his shit and we were like oh what are, you know trying to see what cool stuff this new guy has and he had electric guitar and a little tape player, like a cool-looking silver tape player, and he was playing some Bon Jovi. Mm. I might have talked about this on here before. I don't think so. But he was playing Bon Jovi, um, whatever. What's the one with, like, Runaway? Slippery One Slippery Wet. One Wet. He was playing that. And uh, and uh, uh, Poison. He had poison with poison the, had a little hard with the squares. What are, what's the one with the, the four That's squares? That's the first album. Yeah. Uh, what, look what the cat dragged in or something yeah. like that. And he he was playing that and he was like playing his guitar along with it. And yeah. I was like, yes. Whoa. Like I was like, oh, this is the hardest thing I ever heard. Yo, oh, it's amazing. I, I heard some he- heavy <laughs> stuff. So I started getting like, you know, heavy metal. So I, got, I had like my uh, motorcycle jacket painted. You know, I was like getting into Iron Maiden. And I was just had to be about six. You had grade. Iron Maiden painted on it? I wanted it so bad. I, wished the, I went around to the flea market on the Avenue Wine. They had an airbrush guy booth. Chris painted the Parthenon on it. Wow, you know? that's dope. So, you know, that's what it. It, was, it was like. So. I, the girl I was going out with at the point when I was in sixth grade, her older sister's boyfriend was in like a thrash band, like it was like a satanic thrash band. Yeah. So I were over <laughs> her house, and then he had his he played bass and he had his stuff there because he was between a gig and he just left it there. And I remember just like looking in and he had like a ampeg coffin with a big ampeg head, and then the bass was there and it was like a bolt fender, flat black with an upside down cross on it with wow. six, six, six on it. Holy crap! And I was like. Whoa. That would have they were making a demo. Like, they were making a demo me. back in the day. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And I remember like her sister had it, and they, and they popped it on, and it was like hard. It was like a Bay Area thrash metal. You know what I'm saying? I was like, what? But in Brooklyn, it's Brooklyn, yeah. You know, <laughs> and I was just uh, that was my early exposure it was from people who were slightly older than me. You know, like they're my friends brothers or sisters were yeah. starting to get into like thrash you know and, and metal and everybody was listening to the rap and thrash at the same time it didn't, it didn't matter you know mm-hmm. but I remember seeing that was the first time I seen that I was like wow that's crazy and then I heard the band and I was like what you know and it was so hard and heavy and it was like double bass and I you know it was it was something else I'd never, never seen someone do that you know what I mean and that Chris kind never of band looked back. and I was like I, yeah, I like sick, that kind man. of music man you know <laughs> 
Yo, I I got a. I got I, I listened to some corny kind of stuff, but then when I got into sixth grade, I met Rap Boy. Mm. In sixth grade, and Rap Boy gave me a Biohazard tape. Actually, up before that, let me rewind a second. Before that, my brother used to bring home uh, Simon used to bring home the Ramones. All dope. And he brought home Minor Threat, and he brought home Black Flag. And uh, Bad Brains. So you were hip to a lot of stuff. I was hip to it, but I didn't really like it except for the Ramones. I didn't. I couldn't get into the hardcore stuff yeah. that he brought home. Um, and he used to listen to like Dead Kennedys and like uh, maybe like some like punk punker kind of stuff. You know, I think he listened to Misfits back then too. But then when I was in sixth grade, Rap Boy gave me the Biohazard, the first Biohazard. Not but, uh, before Urban Discipline, the one just called Biohazard. Yeah, with Retribution. He on gave it. me that, and he Wrong gave me Chromag's Age of Quarrel. Oh wow! And he gave me uh, a bunch of like local hardcore bands that uh, that uh, I can't no remember hero. the names. Maybe No One's Hero. It was like a lot of like local stuff. Um, because he was already like had like tattoos and shit Pagan babies. back then. Yeah, yeah, Pagan Babies. Yeah, yeah. he did give me that. Yeah, and I remember too. Like when I was in seventh grade, I was going to school in Coney Island. And this one kid, it was my math class, dude, Alex, and his brother was, his older brother was into hardcore and punk. And he, I was really like the Sex Pistols, you know what I mean? And he's like, yo, check out uh, Exploited. And he would make me dub me a tape Exploited. And I got to tell you, I heard Victim in Pain. You know what I'm saying? It was like on a, off a, a dub. Did you, you like Exploited? I, mean? I did like Exploited. Wow, surprised you liked Exploited. Wow. You know? Crazy, yeah, that's surprising to yeah, hear. Yeah, Sex Pistols as well, man. Like, I like them quite. I like that quite a bit. You just went up a notch in my book, and uh, he was like, "Oh, check this stuff out." I remember it being like, and that was around that point. You know what I mean? Then I I moved soon after, and I was in, in Pennsylvania by the end of eighth grade. You know, were you surprised how because you moved like to the middle of nowhere kind of Pennsylvania? Yeah, it was rough. Were you surprised that there was a scene there though? Because it was like a scene. There was yo Mac Ray. Yeah, and his his band he had a uh, you know a punk rock band. Yeah, and then he had a hardcore band. What was that, his band back then? His, his first band was Hostile Response, and they did like a lot of like, oh, punk, yeah, punk yeah, rock yeah. stuff, like like Ramon style. That's a hard name. The next band that they, he had was First Things First, and I was like a straight up hardcore band. I remember that band, and that was a good band. You know what I mean? And I and I, and I around the same time in high school, I started getting I got my four track for the first time, so I did a little couple recordings for them, and uh, yeah, they were a cool band, man. I remember seeing them at Rock Palace in Middletown. There was a place, and it was just dope. You know what I mean? Like they, it was a really cool band. It was Keats was in there too. Keech so you and Matt Gray were in high school we together. Were high school together, yeah. Yeah, wow, that's amazing. What's that area you you moved to? What do you call that? What was the high school? Holly, Wall Park, area. Yeah, because they had a scene up there. Yeah, I remember going to like people saying, "Oh, there's a show at some VFW hall up there." Oh yeah, man. And I would go there, and I'm driving. You know how to get to? I'm, this is yeah, you're driving through, through you, swamps, you, and then you get there, and there's like 600 kids and, and gathered, and like yeah, that's know, what it was like. Very weird looking kids up there, but still, it was cool. Yeah, there was a lot. It was between Walmart Park back in Honesdale. There was a lot. Of, there was bands and uh, Western bands. Wayne, and uh, there was people who were involved with it. And those dudes, like like Matt and those dudes, and in, in, uh, in, uh, First Things First, they really brought hardcore. They're sick of it all. That's the dude. Just you know, got me sick of it all. They yeah. all this stuff. Cause they were going into the city with their old brothers and coming back with halls of of tapes and records, and then copying <laughs> people. You know what I mean? It was like. That's that's awesome. how was, it, was that's that how it was transmitted. Life of Agony show at the Pancake House. Yeah, there was that, was that a, area. There was right up there. And that is was that Hawley? 
that's up by Lake Ariel. Hamlin. Hamlin. Like, Hamlin. Like Hamlin Lake Ariel. That was a legendary And that's show. a legendary show like that goes down in the annals of Northeastern Pennsylvania hardcore. Yeah. When a dude, uh, a dude that Danny was doing, this kid Danny Ingvalson, you know, he was a very great, great guitar player. You know, and he then he was like booking shows. He was active. He might have came to the show when we were in college. Remember, we went up to that fire hall and VOD played mm. as one of the shows that he was booking. And okay. It was just packed up with, with kids. Yo, I remember a show in <laughs> Greentown. <laughs> yeah, that Nick Joker Pennsylvania. Yeah, it's right up by like Hamlet. It's, it's like yeah, up yeah. that way. But Nick Joker booked it. That might be one of the first times I met Nick Joker. When I go up uh, that way, I can never tell if I'm in Pennsylvania or New York. And yo, guess who he booked it with? Like he, they booked it like with another friend. Who? Alicia, my brother Simon's girl. Oh, really? Yeah. Like his girl. Alicia right Hake. Now. Yeah. Wow. Nick and Alicia Hake booked a show at the Greentown okay. Fire Hall right. together, and that was a really good show. Yeah. I think maybe I. I can't remember if my band played it. Nah, give those dudes up there props in Chris's area and throughout Scranton and Wilkes-Barre. There was always strong scene, a ton of bands. And a lot of good bookers. Yeah. A lot of good shows. bookers. Yeah. Like and down here, we didn't have that at all, really. Nah. We had like one or like, you know, just the bands we're in doing anything, but no kids into it. Yeah. They went different route down there, you know? Yeah. The kid was like a gangster, drug addict. You know what I mean? It seems how it really went. Yeah, I mean, when I was in high school, there was a lot of bands, man. There's battles of bands, and people were playing, and there was all different kinds of bands with people involved. That was a good scene, so everyone would come out, whether you were in. Uh, no, I remember hitting those shows. You know, and then when you know when we discovered CC's because that wasn't a local thing yeah. for us, but for you guys it was sort of like the local spot, and we were like, damn, we go there every week. Then that was the shit. Yeah, that was yeah. the spot, man. To me, it was like, yo, this is great because there's no Nazis here. Yeah, I was yeah. going to all the shows that were always battles and people getting beat. To, you know, I was like, "Oh, this is even worth it." This sucks. And then CC's up, like, "Oh, this is more like it." That was, was home. It's all people like me. Yeah. Yo, Chris, how are we doing on time? You're playing. Uh, we talking yeah, about, about ten minutes left on it. Let's do. Uh, let's do some questions. I got some. I got some good uh, question. Questions. They keep from asking some folks. me. How can Richie be so bitter and angry? Yo, shout out to uh, Turnstile. Turnstile, baby! Cover of Spin Magazine. That's huge, man. <clears throat> Yo, really I checked cool. out the new album. I thought it was dope. I, that's my homies, but the early stuff I didn't dig really. It wasn't my style. This new album is a driving album, a rider album. You put this in your car, you just chill. Right from the jump, too. It's like, boom, <laughs> yeah, k- boom it kicks bah. in, and it's fucking it has an old good style, right from the start. Old style, but strong analog vibe recording. The pitch, all his vocal pitches are on point. It just, I like it. Yo, I think it's cool. I like the fact that they just do whatever the fuck they like. Yeah, man. Yeah. And it's artistic. Unless yeah, that's good, Roadrunner man. sent him a guy that said, do the exact like this. And record, I don't know. Maybe that happened. I don't know, man. Because I think that, I liked, I always liked them. They like didn't have anything. The guy handed them stuff and just played Pre written record. <laughs> <clears throat> no, good for them. Yeah. Yo. You always liked them. Yeah. I was like, I always wanted to like them. And I did not like them. I just wasn't like. When I'm alone, I'm definitely not playing their stuff. I didn't yeah. like it enough. Oh, dude. This. I- it's different. I used to drive around with Anthony, listen to the last one. Yeah, and even Anthony liked it back yeah. then. Yeah, one of the one of the first like you know heavy albums that Anthony was into. Um, before well, before that, Anthony said, "I don't like rock and I don't like roll." Rock. I, I think hate I forgot rock. Anthony. I remember what you said. You hurt me. <laughs> Your poor father was so sad. I got me. two <clears throat> messages. I'm not. We don't. We, I don't want to answer these questions. But I got two. <coughs> Why don't you messages? Answer the question. That were basically t- asking us to talk shit about Rick. 
Oh, which I don't even want to talk about Rick, but I thought it was weird that I got two messages from two different people, and I'm wondering if it's a Rick trolling us or something like that. Listen, this was our good friend for many years, very good friend, right? I mean, yeah, one of he was one of us. I would have whatever people's asses for him, and uh, you know, we we don't talk because. You don't know what's gonna how things are gonna pan out in the future, and it's best just not to say nothing. You know? Yeah, I don't want to. You know, I don't want. What if something happens and we say something? Pigeonhole myself. You know? Next thing we know, the feds are here all over me, and I got to say, listen, I'm not saying nothing. Like my fucking lawyer, that Chris is like points me, say he definitely did it. Go at him, and I said, then I got to send Anthony in two years when he's old enough to go kill Chris. I don't want to do all that. <laughs> all right, what, any other questions? So yeah, if that was real legit questions, uh, sorry, we're not gonna answer that. If it's uh, if it was Rick, you know. I go, mean, yeah, we got stories for go you. Fuck we got a lot of good stories. Right? You know, we got we got stories. funny stories. We got good, yeah, like good yeah. like friendship type of stories. But we got a lot Traveled of Traveled the know. world with the dude. Had fun. You know, whatever happened, who knows? But it's none of our business. Um, I got a good one here. <clears throat> this is uh for Richie. Oh. If okay, on the episode with Knuckle Dust, this is TTW83 oh, on people. uh on TTW3 question for me so he says on an episode with Knuckle Dust Richie mentioned he only listens to about five bands what bands are in that top five <coughs> as far as hardcore bands that I listen to consistently throughout the years you have Madball every release really uh, I do have favorite releases but Madball in general could be something that could pop in my car at any time that could count as one yeah just yeah. one yeah um, Madball in general Agnostic Front Especially One Voice Has been consistently Being played in my head For 20 years straight Without any complaints Only liking it And appreciating it more Picking up more details On the album Blood for Blood Another hardcore band That I consistently Listen to Like um, After that As far as hardcore bands It's I mean there's new bands Like a new turnstile That I'll dig And I just don't know How long it will remain uh, the done deal stuff that I dig I don't know how long it will remain maybe because I'm older now they might not get the same kind of attention that these early releases I'm talking about they're not imprinted on you yeah the they way could the be though are. I might 20 years from now I'll say oh, I was still listening to Turnstile and Done Deal you would be like damn get something else already but I just get into loops Modern Life is War I have been listening to for a long time now never really left you know what I mean I've mm-hmm. been interested in that for a long time All Out War I've been listening to for a long time and that's really about it other bands I dig but what I go back to Blood for Blood All That War Madball AF you know okay <coughs> good answer good answer hope that that's satisfies you TTW um okay question for the podcast this is Stabmaster Arson Yo, that's a aka name. Edward Kelly that's a hard name son that's from CB4, Stabmaster Arson. <laughs> Young Irish lad. Uh, right, what's your question, Mr. Kelly? All right, Mr. Kelly says, you cunt bastard. if you guys could only watch one TV series for the rest of your life, Sopranos, next. which one would it be? It's really a no-brainer, and if I didn't go back and revisit Sopranos recently, I probably would be confused right now. But for me, Sopranos, it's incredible. Sopranos is amazing. It is and truly it really amazing. Set the standard I started. For, I started rewatching season yeah. one, and I watched. Uh, I, I'm like halfway through season two. It's fucking great. It's funny. It's drama. 
it's violent it's everything and it's well written it's a little clunky in the beginning a little goofy but still good in the early episodes and just a few youtube clips were kept on popping on my thing then i joined the soprano thing on facebook and it just shows like three four minute clips and i said f this started re-watching the full episodes and i'm like okay every dope thing that came out since then that i thought might have been better i was wrong because there are so many great shows. Yeah. But that, if I have to choose one, what is there, eight seasons? Yeah. I mean, that's a decent amount of seasons to keep you busy. If I'm stuck with just one, I could watch that, go back, analyze. Because when I was re-watching lately, like you said you were, I was watching it like I never saw it before, but like I knew the characters. Yeah. Dude, there's characters. The characters are yes. incredible. Yes. They're so good. And they're not, like from a... A superficial type of viewpoint, you could say, "Oh, these characters are so predictable." I had such, you know, cliche, cliches. But when you really get into the meat of it, they're yeah. not—they're incredible, complex characters. You know what I characters. forgot about was Paulie's weird thing with like germs, yeah, and his weird thing with yeah, like, like OCD, uh, like what do you call that? Like uh, he's uh, superstitious. superstitious. I forgot all about that aspect of him. Yeah, until I started watching, and he's in almost every episode. He's doing something weird. This one I was watching, he's, he's washing his hands, and like, you just wash your hands. He's like, but I tied my shoelaces after that. He's like, do you ever think why your shoelace is always wet? It's because you're walking through piss all the time. So you got it. And they were just like, shut up. You <laughs> gross me out, shut up. But yeah, he was obsessed with that superstitious and, and cleanliness. It was a weird vibe to his character, who should be a dumb, meathead, violent guy. And meanwhile, he's hung up on these weird things like that. Remember when he went to Italy and he thought it was going to be like yeah. everyone welcoming with yeah, open yeah. arms and no one paid attention to him at all? You know, he tried to like, nobody was giving him the time of day. And then he talked to the hooker. Yeah. <laughs> and then the hooker had some kind of common name. He's like, that's my aunt's last name. We could be related. And she's like, so why? I, I want to talk to you. But remember when he landed back in Newark, New Jersey? And he's looking out the window, and it's all like shit and graffiti and garbage. But he's like smirking. He's like so happy to be home. Yeah, you know what I mean. He just came back from paradise. But he, yeah. My favorite thing about Paulie is when he tells a joke or disses somebody, yeah. and then he repeats it yeah. to the person right next. Yeah, he to wants him to know. That yeah. definitely heard it, yeah. but he repeats it to them. Beautiful, like those subtleties oh, are classic. He did some grimy stuff though. But what would uh, you pick? All right, I'm gonna say. You picked a drama if, for a drama show. Is it a which drama? I would I would call it a drama okay, more right. than anything. Fair enough. It's definitely got funny parts Boom. and all that, but I would call it a drama because my choice for drama would be Breaking Bad. You know what? I never even saw Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad. I heard nothing but great things, but I, it just blew my mind. Like I for was, some reason, I never even hearing great stuff. I still never was in. Clint didn't even watch it. One day you'll see it and yeah. you'll you'll get it. But so since you picked a, a drama though, I'm gonna pick Breaking Bad's not a drama? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you're not picking it? I'm not gonna pick a drama. Oh, oh. I'm not gonna pick a drama. I'm gonna go a different route. I'm gonna pick It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, great. Such a great choice, man. So such a great This choice. is my this is my breakdown of always, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. One up until that point, a, the groundbreaking comedy 
Seinfeld. television show was Seinfeld mm-hmm. because it totally made different, the though. bad guys yeah. the main characters and it took all their shitty qualities and highlighted yeah. their shitty qualities that was the genius of it that's why it works that's why Kirby enthusiasm is so great yeah. because it takes the shittiest qualities level, of a person yeah. and makes it like something admirable almost yeah. and makes you laugh, you know highlighted it laugh at it <laughs> so oh to me God. it's always sunny in Philadelphia is the grand culmination of that style yes. of TV show yes. where it took the <laughs> worst humans and put them all in a team somehow that they keep the team together through their hatred yes. and their their vanity and their just vile Yo, horrible how qualities dirty they did the sister that one time oh my which time every time but the one where they were making her lead to believe that she was going to be a celebrity oh my god it's was- just incredible <laughs> They actually put At her on, end, a, on an airplane. Like and suicidal and depressed. <laughs> yeah, they put her on a plane and a fake trip that went nowhere. All, oh, my God. That was so Absolutely just the worst humans, but the funniest TV show. Yeah. So, so I, I would pick It's Always Sunny. Great choice. I wouldn't even think of that route. What do you got, Chris? I would say. I picked uh, The History of Rome, Volume 1, Episode. <laughs> well, listen, I was going to say Rome. That was the, the series I Rome know. was dope. That was great, but it's only two seasons. Yeah, I know. And I the know. second season was so like abbreviated you know what I mean Yo, like, I like that and, and or Curb Your Enthusiasm mm, one, of those, one of those two you know what I mean depending okay. on my if mood. I was you I'd, rec- right. I'd recommend Curb Your Enthusiasm if you're stuck because you just have more to choose from it's got more seasons two seasons is rough two seasons is rough that's rough Rome was great it's yeah. a great series but yeah it's too quick and to me they rushed the second season I think they knew the end was coming so they had to try yeah. to make a finale you know and, what I'm uh, watching on Netflix now Medici that's pretty good, man. Oh, is that good? It's pretty good. It's a, like they're too pretty. They're too much pretty boys. The casting. Yeah, yeah you know what? It, what's good too, man? The one about Genghis Khan, Marco Polo. Yeah, that's, that's great. Really you know, I good, started man. and really I never good. watched it yet. It's pretty good. I man. started first. Yeah, it's good. When but they yo, lit the birds on fire. Yeah, I, I Oof, thought Chris. My God, I thought Chris was gonna pick Game of Thrones. Yeah, wow. That's look. You didn't even think of that. Look at his face. Damn, he's so he mad about that. He's so mad right ah. now. He's so mad. <laughs> Oh man, Game of Thrones is sick. All right, good question, uh, Edward Kelly, Stabmaster Arson. Right, Thank you for writing in. Appreciate yeah. it. Um, damn, I got a lot of shit here. Um, yeah, we always wait right. too long to answer questions. Yeah, no, this one's from uh, our friend Critter. Hey, Critter, how you Shout doing? Shout out to Annie. Hey, oh, uh, question for all of us: When growing up, what song slash band had the biggest influence on you wanting to start or join a band, and why? Uh, I got my answer right now. So the the album, I'll say, I can't say song in particular, but the album and band is sick of it all. Just look around. Mm. Um, that was I was stuck on that album. Man. So cool. Uh, that there was a time when me and Tobin used to go to record stores, just <laughs> looking for labels. You know what I mean? Like, first you start looking for Revelation Records. Oh, yeah, I got that. And we would look just to see if there's anything that on you know, Revelation would, Records that we didn't know of. Like, to me, if, if it was on Revelation Records, I would think, oh, I won't like it. But I didn't. This it was, was fruity. Yeah. Like, I'd be fruity. I want <laughs> I, that's, Roadrunner That's kind of the way I look back at it now, yeah. you know? But uh, at the time, I'm, I loved a lot of it. Oh, yeah, sure, sure. Uh, we got... I remember buying Bold, and I didn't really like it too much. That yeah, was a revelation. Like one. I got a couple Shelter records, and I wasn't really into that. I got um, Into Another, which I didn't like at the time, but I love now. 
Really? Into Another is a really like good that, band. Right, Chris? Yeah, pretty cool, man. Uh, what you about that? Underdog, I loved then and I still love now. Yeah. Underdog. Um, but there was a lot of like revelation stuff. But anyway, we we happened upon Sick of It All, Just Look Around, and I just destroyed that tape. Just wore it out, That was man. really wore that strong thing out. Tape. tape. That's just Look Around. That was great, man. Yeah, man. That's that cool. song, The Shield, man. Oh, yeah. really oh, cool, God. Man. And then uh, we got ju- uh, Scratch the Surface. Serve a purpose. Don't waste my time. Yeah. And that was like, you know, this incredible. That's the first <laughs> hardcore band I went to intentionally see. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. we went to see Sick of It All. And it was uh, uh, Youth of Today, Shelter. That was the bill? And, yeah, and uh, I think Snapcase. It was like in the beginning of Snapcase. and Shelter on the same bill? Yeah, it was like a reunion. Don't they have a lot of the same guys? I think so. So this is my deal with them. So when they play, like let's say Youth of Today is playing, then Shelter. Like, do they just have a costume change in between? They do. <laughs> they do. Fucking so I don't know about all of them, but definitely the, the singer does. You know what I mean? Like, he 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 wore, like... I don't like, like that shit. tank top and, like, old Nike sneakers. And like I'm athletic. Yeah. Now I'm deep and spiritual. Get out of here. You ain't either, you fraud. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. So, my choice is uh, uh, what song band had the biggest influence on you wanting to start or oh, join a band? I forgot about the whole question. Yeah, me too. Sick of it all. Uh, that that show blew my mind, and I, we started our band that night. We were like on the way home from the show, like, nice. yeah, you're going to do this, you're going to do this. Yeah. I'm going to sing, you're going to play drums, you know. Well, I remember so, when we started this band, and you wrote Chasing the Dragon, dedicated to them. And, yes. And that moment. Yeah, that song is about that show, the that The dragon feeling. being the Sick of It All logo. Not, Joe was never hooked on heroin, by the way. A lot of people. A lot of people think I was hooked on heroin. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> guess, you know what? Yeah. To, on a sidebar on, on this new record there's a song that people are gonna think that I know there's gonna be Truce. people talking saying that I'm not straight edge and that I have like drug addict past Truce. because yeah <laughs> there's that, a song that ha- that describes a uh, a situation a situ- it, it, it's basically <laughs> something that I witnessed between two friends and uh, a friends whose initials are SV and, and LR. LR so when when they are sober <clears throat> they are they love each other they're yeah. best friends love each other laughing all the time and then when you introduce drugs and alcohol they just turn Animals. into monsters Killers. that hate each other and it's the most bizarre thing so it's always like a fight <laughs> almost like they're resisting but they can't stop themselves yeah. from from doing this so many shit times together. they were so mean to each other and i was like damn man. yeah to a point where you're like guys are getting how could this how could this continue tomorrow like how could they be friends tomorrow after what they just did tonight you know but anyway very cool lyrics by the way i was listening to that before very cool lyrics it's not uh yeah when people hear it don't tell don't take it literally that it's about myself it's It's a true story but yeah it's not about you so richie band song that had influence on you wanting to start or join a band and why agnostic front one voice the thing is i might have had a band already before that i don't know did I have a band before that? When did that come out? Oh, you got to go back farther then. You got to go back farther. You got to go back farther. I mean, Black Sabbath then. You know, like Tony Iommi, Black Sabbath, and Paranoid is, is the specific song. Paranoid's the the roots of punk rock, heavy metal, and hardcore, all wrapped into one song, the tempo. It's, it's the Ramones. It's thrash. It's everything in one. 
So that'd be the 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 answer. And I love Black Sabbath. And how long ago were you listening to Black Sabbath? I was listening to like, Black Sabbath as a little kid. Wow. As like a little kid, weirdo, riding my bike with with like a, the headphones on with the cassette player, trying to scare myself almost. Like it was like a scary record. It had the it had the storm in the beginning and had the weird and he's singing about seeing weird shit. But I just loved it, like right off the bat. What the is artwork. this that stands before me? It, is man. that what it, the I lyrics? I used to just zone out. I, <laughs> I used to have creepy. this picnic table in this one park, and I used to go under the picnic table at night and just like just chill, like lay under the picnic table. And then like it was like a picnic table with the benches attached. So you know what I mean? Yeah. So the moon would come in like a certain angle and light like certain. <laughs> It was like I had Dude, like, you're like Dexter. He's like sociopath, like trying to feel human feelings. Yeah, like, I don't feel nothing. Will this, will this oh wake me God, up? Oh my God, that's crazy. Oh yeah, so I used to put like when the moon would come in right, I used to put my cassette player like right in the moonlight. Oh, you know I mean, because it only awesome. came in like one spot of the that's thing. That's incredible. But, uh, Yo, did your brother listen to that? Like, how did you? My brother was hear he it? liked Iron Maiden. I know he remember he liked Iron Maiden, but Iron Maiden always like was real fruity to me. Like I could listen to like Number of the Beast, but vocally it was so like feminine and gay sounding. I was I just never got into it. But he did like some metal, but Black Sabbath. I don't know how I got into it. I really don't. I, I can't even. I don't know. I wish I could remember the dude that got me into Black Sabbath. If there was somebody, Saul Snyder. It was before him. He got me into playing the guitar. That was the dude who definitely got me into playing the guitar. But Black Sabbath was just like, always loved that shit. That, Chris, that, be the go. Uh, Led Zeppelin song remains the same, mm. and I said I want to be in a band. Wow! Like I, you got I, a lot of balls. Yeah, that was that. I you know, seen that. You said I can do that. Well, <clears throat> I didn't say I could do that. I said I would love to do that. Led Zeppelin <laughs> is is very cool, but they have so much crap at the same time. Yeah, you know, like Pink Floyd is really cool, and their cool stuff is unbelievable. But then they have so much crap that's just almost like not even listenable. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like bands like but it's that not, always blow my it's mind. It's not. It's, they got they got to a point where they're like, we're not going to make crap anymore after this point. You know what I mean? Like is that Pink what it Floyd. Is? Pink Floyd was like had a bunch of weird experimental weird shit, and then they were like, bang, we're going to make only dope shit from here on out. Maybe. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah like that stuff was like once they started becoming, once they became great the way you know them, they stayed that way. Yeah. And even now, That's like true, if you true. get their, their latest brand new album, it's awesome. Yeah. It's not like, you know, you you wouldn't compare it to Dark Side of the Moon or something like that, but it's awesome. If you listen to it now front to back, you'd be like, well, damn, what's the latest these dudes are dope. Thing. It's got to be 20 years old. Right? No, they no, just put one out maybe uh, two, years two, two years ago. Really? They, yeah. they had a lot of studio outtakes from Rick. Oh, yeah, okay, I heard the that. keyboard yeah, player. Yeah. Like they were doing well, A stuff. lot of stuff doesn't even have vocals. Yeah. Yeah, yeah a lot of it. Know, yeah. And, and uh, the stuff that does it have vocals. It sounds like it could be cool. I wish it did have vocals. The stuff yeah. that does have vocals, I think... Was it David Gilmore's wife that wrote a lot of the vocals? She did. A, she did a lot of. She did a lot of the lyrics. Yeah. Get out of here, Yoko Ono. So, but it's dope. No, it's she's really talented. good, man. She's, no, she's talented. It's really good. Her own right, she's David Gilmore. Talented. That's the dude on guitar. But song. with Led Zeppelin, though, yeah, they, they continuously mixed in the crappy stuff on their great. Well, albums. to me, their their first four were great, and then after that, the random decent songs and a lot of crap. To me, to my only opinion, like. Yeah, I know. I like, like same could be like said for Metallica. 
I like everything. I, I was a fan. I like Jimmy Page's guitar playing. You know what I'm saying? I yeah, was, he's it's acoustic stuff player. when they would do like a, any kind the of. The craziest thing about him insane. is you pick him out a mile away. Like, yeah, you know that's Jimmy Page. And I like Physical Graffiti is a great album. And then uh, when uh, when they became like serious drug addicts, then it, you know right before like the last album, right before Coda, they they Jimmy Page was a fucking junkie. You know that they were. For drunks and junkies. You, you know gotta give I mean? yourself to the heroin and if you uh, wanna be great. You know. You like gotta what, give it in up. Through the Outdoor, I think, is one one of the albums that's you know, that there's some cool songs on it, but what's the song that's like you know? do, 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 Oh, Ten Years Gone By. That's a fucking awesome song. Oh man. my god. That's, that's really like cool. guitar orchestration, you know what I mean? Like, and there's that change. <laughs> My favorite shit is No Quarter by them. Oh yeah, it's oh, a song. Great. And I love hearing all the cover versions of No Quarter from different style of bands that do it. Yeah. No Quarter. It's so dope, y'all. Incredible. A lot of great influences out there. Letty the Zepp. No, they got some strong album. But to me, they're like Metallica. Like the first four Metallica records, you can't even fuck with it. Yeah. But you, then after you, that, it's kind of like you're going to find some good stuff here and there, but you're going to wonder like, how is this the same band almost, you know? Um, let's see here. What else you got? What else you got? Mm, not gonna no broad Jackson ain't questions anymore. Hey, how you doing, baby? Ooh, I got a really good one. How you doing, baby? What's For Chris. Oh. Yeah. Chris, is it true that you don't want to do the podcast anymore? If it is, who would you want to be your replacement? Yeah, I'm not a fan of podcasting. I don't know. You would have to get uh, another silent guy who talks out of the side of his mouth. But I, you could get a, definitely get a, a better uh, co-host. You know what I'm saying? Because somebody wants to talk. <laughs> now I can't tell if you're bullshitting right now. No, he's telling the truth, hundred percent. That's how he's being honest. I just don't like the sound of my own voice. I don't mind mixing it. I just hate the sound of my voice. My own That's voice. Why, what did I me. just go out and buy? A computer. A computer. A Why do you think I did it? Because I know he wants out. I'm trying to make it easy for the kid. You know? I hate the sound of my own voice. Why? I just you have a horrible like voice. It. So I have what? A terrible voice. No, I'm kidding you. It's, I don't like. That. I hate the sound of my own voice, especially recorded. Ugh, so even after you heard your voice so many times, it annoys me. You still can't, annoy myself. Can't imagine how we feel traveling all over the place. It's horrible. That's why I don't say anything. Ah, that's terrible. All right, it's a terrible well, voice I have. Chris's Hope that answers your number. question. His name's Azon. People know, though. They feel it. They sense it. Damn. Chris. See, look at it's a again. painful... Uh, <laughs> I got to look at the thing. I'm going to play with the board now. He's so full of shit. Jeez. Turn away man. from the mic. Oh and I'm out. Yeah. Guys are killing me. At least we're getting questions out of the way. That's good. Yeah. Uh, let me check. I got one more here on... Uh, Herbert Humphrey next. Una mas. Una mas. Talk amongst yourselves. Yeah, what could we really say, you know? Chris wants out. The album's almost done. What are we going to do with the Mav song? That's a good question. There's one song. I mean, I'd rather not put that on the album as it is right now. Yeah? Me, personally. Chris, I think, think it's dope. Do you know what? I just want to... There's some edits that I want to do musically that will make it make a little more sense in the beginning. But uh, I don't know. I think it's catchy. The lyrics are really cool i think people are gonna dig it i yeah. think it's got that cool marching marching vibe in the beginning i don't know baboon had any thoughts i don't know maybe we could cut it up a bit no just, well, just as of tweaks. right now what do you think of it eh. you know like there's parts of it i like you know what i'm saying and what I'm, parts what saying, parts do you, you like what parts do you not song? like what you say is it the least 
Is it the worst song on the record, in your opinion, as of now? I, I think it's the it's the one that sounds the least complete. If that makes any sense, okay. like the other ones sound like like ninety nine point nine product. You know what I mean? That it just now we're just in the in the, the phase <coughs> where we need to just mix, set levels, and work on a couple of tones. Mm-hmm. That one seems like it's still slightly rough, it's still a little rough, and I, it could be refined. Like you know, we could edit, chop out the music, and try a different configuration. And it might be uh, it might be cool just in a different way, you know. Word, fair enough, fair enough. Um, Guy's coming out honest with his answers. Today, yeah, huh? damn, he's coming strong. I don't so know if I like this. Him? I don't know if I like this. Go back to saying no. <laughs> he's a little too honest. All right, uh, I got a retort from our friend Tom Cops from Idaho. First of all, what's a retort? A retort, like a uh, response. Well, yeah, we. I, I I I answered his question on the last one, and oh. now he's. Replying oh. to that, a reply, whatever. Okay, so Tommy, he uh, Thomas Cops the second, and Richie said, I don't like his name. Oh, yeah, I remember that now. Said, <laughs> so he said, Richie, I know you're beefing with the last name as I have struggled with it my whole life. However, I have always wanted to give my offspring, offspring a middle name of Stabs or Shoots or something like that, or or, or fuck the yeah. Uh, the wife, on the, the other cops. hand, brings up a good point. With my genetics, the kid is going to have even problems with the law. You want to guarantee he spends... You're gonna, oh, okay. So he's saying he'll. that would guarantee the kid's going to be like a criminal or be behind bars. <coughs> uh, Could I recommend a first name and middle initial for the kid? Go ahead. Herman T. Herman T. Cops. I like that, dude. Herman, Herman T. Cops. He'll probably somebody, be a cop that's with like that a name. black dude that invented something cool from the past. Herman T. Cops. What right. did he invent? The electric tea kettle. He invented like an automatic cornmeal maker. Yeah. From like, like a, grit, a grit mixer. Yeah. Herman T. Cops. Uh, so. Thank you. Thomas for another edition offers. Of my favorite part of this retort. He's offering to look for a pizza hookup in Chicago when we play there in. Uh, is that April or May? Does he mention a place called. Maybe I'm saying it wrong. Manetti's. Or does he mention any place? He didn't mention okay, a place. Uh, he's just saying he's gonna <clears throat> he's gonna try to hook it up. So he's from nice. he's from Idaho. He's living in Idaho. So he's what do you know about Chicago? Originally from Milwaukee, and uh, but he goes to shows in Chicago. I guess that's the the closest <coughs> dope spot. Chicago. So um, welcome to. Well, we look Chicago. forward to meeting you, Tom. And thanks for the lengthy reply, the retort, and the retort, and all of that. So is he gonna tell you? A- you're going to say yes? Just tell us where to go for pizza? Um, I mean, send me a message first because maybe we found somewhere better, but, you know. Well, yeah, send us his, <laughs> his top three. Send me the link. Send me the link, and we'll try to, uh, you know, we'll try to figure yeah. it out. But either way, I, you know, we look forward to meeting you at the show. When are we going to Chicago? We play there at the Rumble with yeah, uh What's that? I think it's, is that the end of April or the end of May? I think it's the end of April. Detroit the day before. I'm not even yes. sure. It's the I think the 27th and 28th. Uh, Detroit the 27th. Okay. Chicago 28th. April. Some serious driving, baby. Yeah, man, it's gonna be a mission. I'm gonna fly. You guys can pick me up at the airport. So, well, thank you everyone for writing. Thanks for listening. We appreciate it. That's right. Go USA at the Olympics. Go USA. buy that new Turnstile record. Uh, any news on Fast Break Records, Richie, that people need to know about? Um, right now, nah, there's not much uh, 
new stuff going on. I mean, it's it, we're preparing for a Wisdom and Change release. Preparing we for have, the Wisdom uh, and Change release. We have uh, Chris Jones helping us with the art. Also, Big Meese helping us out with the art. Two great tattoo artists. And uh, the, everything's going on simultaneously. Trying to finish the record. Trying to get a title for the record. The track list. All these things that we got to submit pretty soon and we still don't really got it together because these guys don't care about nothing y'all that's not true and that ain't true oh okay good that ain't so uh yeah i think fast breaks next release will probably be us i'm in talks with someone about releasing a legendary old school hardcore outfit re-releasing all of their stuff and a lot of stuff that was unreleased but i don't know if oh shit and uh stay tuned for that huh yeah, if it works out, then, you know, it's something. If, because a lot of people are into the uh, vintage stuff, you know. Yeah, man. New York hardcore People stuff. want something authentic. And they'll pay extra money for the authentic authenticity. Yeah, me, I like new I like new stuff. Yeah. Like, I like to at least be able to check out new stuff, you know. That's why I'm psyched over the that Turnstile record. I think it's cool that young kids, it's cool that they're excited about old shit. Because yeah. it keeps it it keeps it like relevant. It keeps older things relevant, mm. and it kind of recycles. You know what I mean? Like uh, Chromags are kind of like a timeless type of a thing. But yeah. like, it's uh, cool. Like Judge plays every once in a while. Yeah, it's cool. Killing Time plays every once in a while. And there will and be so, like there will be like a, a breed of bands for like a summer that a lot of bands sound like Killing Time. Totally. Or a lot of bands yeah. sound like Judge. Right now, it seems like there's some uh, some mid 90s mid to late 90s resurgence yeah like, almost in the vein of like a snap case style thing going yeah. on yeah and uh yeah, i was just thinking like our particular style we're getting it's getting harder and harder for us to find bands to play with yeah it, it kind of always was but the stuff is now it's even so, harder like heavier and heavier and heavier and you know we're like the the fruits on the, the bill sometime i mean what do we gotta do stab somebody before i set the Prove our point, but we—I don't think we're ever gonna write songs t- to make people. No, no, we just don't have. So, well, you, and it would be corny if we started we, doing that. Have you we know? not seen people moshed our shit? They do, yeah, they, they do. do. But, but sometimes the, a lot of <clears throat> kids who grew up listening to something super heavy yeah. and their influences are these super heavy breakdown <clears throat> type of bands. They don't. They they're kind yeah. of feeling lost. I'm saying, you I wouldn't mind I mean? seeing a little more. You know. Melody and some of the new bands. And stuff. Yeah, I think it'll come back around. No, oh, it certainly will. Uh, great band we played with in Long Island last week called Illusion. They were cool. Yeah. Really cool band. Oh, very like a like a early nineties New York hardcore style band. Yeah, they were cool. Really cool band. And then there was another band we played with in Wilkes Bear the night before called uh, One. Damn, one step beyond is it or one? I heard they were dope. I think it was one step beyond. Damn, I hope I'm saying that right. Uh, Really cool band. Vane in New Jersey. Vane in New Jersey. Yeah, they put on a great show. And I noticed. Let me check this real quick. One step. One step closer. Okay, I got that check. One step closer from Wilkes Bear. Really cool new uh, straight edge band. Wilkes Bear. So there's a lot of cool shit out there. Keep an eye out. You know, always go to shows, always talk to people, network. Be nice. Be nice. Come on. Stop being a prick. If you see a kid out there fucking up and you got a uh, you got some good advice for him. And Chrissy, how don't feel weird about telling the kid, you know? How long do you think until this episode's up? 
a couple of days. Couple of days, so it should be up before our next show. Yeah. So we might as well promote our next show that's in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania at the church with the legendary Leeway, with the legendary Madball, Mad with a new band called Gloves Off and some others. Who else? Regulate. Regulate. So that's at the church. And maybe, well, you know what? We're going to try. I think I told you guys. We're going to try to record that video. Try to get some footage of Freddie. We while we're with our boy Freddie, we'll try to get him to do his part, film it. But maybe we could uh, do a podcast there because we got some access to some private. Yeah, there's some private areas in there. Yeah. What do you think, Chris? Baboon Head, is that a possibility? Yeah. Just I think if we all get AI. there in a timely fashion. <laughs> yeah, I, well, if it's just if we have a nice quiet area I'm to off. set up. You are to go off. Oh, yeah? Nice. Me too. Then. Because I want to try to get that. Fil- that's a priority. Try to film that stuff. Yeah. So he's down, whatever. Nice. So we go nice. early. So let's bring our stuff. Let's get some we people can, back there. Hoya J Rock. Let's get Joe Hardcore on the mic to start a controversy. Do we somewhere? do a music video of the podcast? Yes. With, with my intro. How exciting would that be? What the fuck you know about podcasting? This is our shit. <laughs> He loves that. He says that in his sleep. I wish, Joe, Yo, listen. I wish Joe would give me a spot on a new record where I could sing alone. Oh, man. I might have a spot for you. What? Yeah. This could, Chris, this could be my big break. This, this guess, could be it right now. <laughs> this is guest vocalist I'm waiting on. I don't know if it's going to happen. If it don't happen. I'm in. I'm in. Out. Yo, uh, uh, I saw uh, Black Panther. I just want to end on this. I saw the Black Panther yesterday. Was it cool, man? Black I heard Panther. it was good. It's really cool. Nice. Uh, I don't really like comic book movies too much. They they you normally get on my nerves. This one, it's got like a little bit of the corny shit of comic books, but it had like a really cool backstory, and I like I like the backstory the most. Like the way they they set up the the, the family tree was dope. So look, your boy sent me the picture. Oh yeah, look at that. <laughs> Scott Ebanks saw that shit as well. He sent What's me a picture up, Scott? Of him in front of the big display yesterday at the movie theater. It's not like a Black Power movie, you know what I mean? No, I didn't it's think like that. a it's a cool it's cool, man. It's good for all all people of all races to I go wanted see to go, but movie. I don't know if I'll feel comfortable. <laughs> go to the oh White Theater. God. Man, I'm a black as can be. You ain't go to the, me, go boy. to the White Theater. You'll hear it better. I don't feel comfortable around around whiteies. People enjoy this podcast. We'll be back very soon with another one, hopefully Friday night. Peace. We out of here. Yeah.